Welcome to the Drunk Guys Book Club, where books aren't just for school, where book clubs aren't just for women, and we're going to drink these beers gingerly. I'm Mike. I'm Nate. I'm Jimmy. And we're the Drunk Guys, and today we are continuing our, you know, Forrest, not Forrest Gump, what the fuck am I saying? I can't even speak anymore. Sherlock. I'm going to start that part again. Four Sherlocks. Yeah. God damn it. And I'm Mike, and this week we are continuing today. I can't say it anymore. I drank a lot and we're the <laughs> past, guys. this past lifetime. I'm Mike, and we're the Drunk Guys, and I can't say much more besides we're reading The Red-Headed League by Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> no, he's in it. Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. <laughs> I can't get out. Oh, God. We're reading these, these books. That's a mystery. We're leaving this all in. Oh, it's fine. Um, <laughs> that was it for the patrons. He asks questions. Do you like spicy nachos? So we're uh, <laughs> reading The Red-Headed League, and, um, and uh, yeah. Yeah, and, and who's starting and with a beer? I'm starting with a beer. Jesus, my brain just broke. <laughs> I didn't this know you is... get liver damage in your brain. <laughs> this has little to do with this actual story, but this is called Wandering Into the Fog, because we had that on our last Sherlock episode, but this is a different one. This is Wandering Into the Fog, Battle of the Hops, Citra and Sabro to the death, quadruple dry hopped double India Pale Ale. What was the last one? I don't know. I think it was just regular wandering into the fog. Oh. This is a special was that a one? sign of the four. We did that. One? Yes, it was because we did that last week, gentlemen. Yeah, and we were in person. Back yep. Mm-hmm. During the Trump administration, <laughs> <laughs> we fucking did that one. <laughs> no, that one's just last summer. But uh, oh, eight point six percent alcohol. Oh yeah, and it's good. Mm-hmm. It's a uh, it's an IPA. It is very like I want to say you could definitely tell that there's a lot of hops in here. Definitely. It's not super bitter exactly, but it's got uh, got a lot of flavor. Yeah, I don't know how to describe it besides a lot. <laughs> Good thing we're going to continue drinking. So this follows Sherlock Holmes stories things. Um, so this is one of the other more popular ones because it's it's a memorable title and concept, and it starts off with a local pawnbroker who is his name is Jabe's. <laughs> And he is described... Is that short for something? What is Jabe's? What kind of name is that? Jabe-Jabe-Jabe-Bub. Jabe-Z. Yeah. Uh, and he, he's Jabe described Z. very, <laughs> very condescendingly. He's, I have 99 problems, <laughs> Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> it's uh, a, it says, uh, Our visitor bore every mark of being an average, commonplace British tradesman. Obese, pompous, and slow. I'm impressed by the obese part. But I'm sure obese back then meant you, you had 11 pounds overweight. You're uh, you know, Yeah, you... <laughs> you, 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 your belt. You, you had he was one fifteen stone. Is that a lot? I don't know. How many I, don't stones? Know. I, think I think stone. That's a lot. Stone is fourteen yeah, pounds. I think it's a hefty boy. Fifteen that's stone. It's that's it's a deuce. <laughs> two ten. That's Watson's favorite thing. <laughs> fucking killed me. Two ten. Uh, so he uh, he he's, he's a pawnbroker guy, and he's like, listen, this is just fucking weird. It's a weird thing. I got this very very bizarre job, <laughs> and uh, all right, we'll go on. And it wasn't on OnlyFans. <laughs> I found it on the personal that has on Craigslist. And it was my assistant, Vincent Spaulding. Inventor tennis, of the tennis, basketball. Uh, tennis player extraordinaire. He said, check this out. There's an ad, they have an opening in the Redheaded League. And he's like, what the fuck is that? That's not a real thing. No, <laughs> Everyone hates us. We are the undead that they chase out of their villages with pitchforks. He's like, no, seriously, check it out. The Redheaded League, they pay some rich... Eccentric guy died and left a fortune to give gingermen 
small amounts of money. You should apply. He's like, okay. And he shows up at the application site, and they are just swarming with Irish-looking people. It said, like, it was... <laughs> he wrote... This is the it guy... It was like Boston. This is the guy who has red hair. He sees all the other redheaded people there, and he's like, I never hope to see such a sight as that again, Mr. Holmes. From north, south, east, and west, everyone with a shade of redness hair had tramped in the street, blah, 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 blah. It's like, there's so many. It's a nightmare. They're all so disgusting. I mean, he's right, but it does seem strong language uh, to use there. Especially because he is one of them. He is self-hating. I do like that when he reads the announcement, he does ejaculate. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) What on earth does this mean I ejaculated after I twice read the announcement? Like, wow, twice. (laughs) Four pounds a week. (laughs) Must have been really hot. Uh, So he goes down there, and of course the guy's like, you, sir, you are the right ginger for us. No one else can even fuck him. Kicking, just telling him to go home, and he beat it, bums, and all the Irish just go to the nearest pub, and he's, "You are hired. Here's what you have to do. It's very simple. It's you show up for four hours a day from 10 a.m. to two, Monday through Friday, and you will do some menial bullshit work." He's like, well, "What is the work?" He's like, "You're going to copy pages out of the encyclopedia, <laughs> and we're going to give you four pounds a week." Which, according to Wikipedia, was about four hundred and seventy bucks. That's so pretty, pretty good. good. Pretty good, yeah. And he's like, "All right, yeah, let's fucking let's do that shit." I'm a pawnbroker. My business is all at night. Nobody, you know, I'm not losing any money. And he does that for weeks, right? A couple months, eight weeks or something like that. Twelve weeks, eight weeks. And you know, it's not. It's he makes some money from that, but it's not enough. He's going to buy some lakefront property. <laughs> <laughs> this is, I think, a new brewery for us. Do we ever had anything from Lakefront Brewing Brewery, Jimmy? I don't think so. From Milwisk, it says on here. This is called Breakfast Oatmeal Stout. It is a stout made with chocolate and coffee, then aged in bourbon barrels. That is, and uh. it's thirteen point eight percent alcohol, and it smells just like bourbon. Oh my god! Oh, it's so good, and it was like so cheap. I don't know how. Maybe like it's, the it's state from of Milwaukee. I think Wisconsin's falling on hard times. They're selling this cheap. It's really good. It's like 20 bucks for a six-pack of like 12-ounce bottles. Like that's dirt cheap for a barrel-aged beer. And I know it's really that strong because I have regretted drinking them in the past <laughs> a couple days ago. Woke up feeling like I had washed onto the shore of a lake. <laughs> so he gets this job, and uh, he does it for a while. And then like one day he shows up, and they're like, sorry, the Red-Headed League is no more. Go away. And he inquires, like, I want my four pounds. So then he goes to the landlord, and the landlord's like, that, uh, no, that's not what that was. I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, that guy who was running that, who su- I was subletting to, was so-and-so, whatever his real name was. And then they kind of trace him down. And he's like, and it's all bullshit. And he's like, what the fuck was that, Sherlock Holmes? Please explain. And Sherlock Holmes is like, oh, this is an interesting tale. I will do this one. And then they go, he, they go visit... Uh, he's like, tell me more about that assistant. And it turns out that the assistant was willing to work for really cheap. Half price. Half price. And he's like an older guy. He's like, I'm just doing it so I can learn the business. Of okay. pawn brokering. And I guess you have to know how to like set your price. <laughs> Other than that, I don't know what else you do. The tricks of the trade. But then uh, they go there, they look around. And of course, you know, Sherlock Holmes is, I think he tells Watson to bring his gun again. They look around and, oh, well, so what are the other shops around that area? There's this, there's that. Oh, and there's a bank, and then there's this other thing. 
wait, go back one. Uh, <laughs> and so they, and they're like, aha, I know. All right, Dr. Watson, I'm going to you guys your tomorrow <laughs> tonight because it's Saturday. I'm going to need your help. Bring your gun around 10 p.m. I go, okay, sure, great. So they go, they like meet, and then there are two other dudes. Uh, one is a police chief, and the other is just this other random dude. You'd find out later who he is. but uh, And so they're like, aha, we have to go. You see, here's what's happening. The red-headed league was all a ruse to get the man out of his shop so that they could dig a hole underneath the ground to the bank next door. Or which, which would be holding a tremendous the amount of gold coins for a while. And it just so happens that that bank branch happens to be holding a huge amount of gold bullion right Napoleons. now. They call it Napoleons. Yeah, no, go, Napoleons, yeah. That's when you get three different, three different colored golds in one sack. And so we're going to wait in the basement in the dark for them to try to get through and then capture them. And then they a hide there in the, the dark. The solutions and, involve sitting in the dark waiting. You know that he's there sitting in there and Sherlock Holmes is like diddling somebody and he's like, whose hand could it be, Watson? <laughs> <laughs> I deduce someone's a little randy. <laughs> hmm. Somebody didn't wipe well. <laughs> what? What the deuce are you talking about? I'm talking about the deuce. Uh, so they sit there in the dark and avenge and then they see a hand pop out of the wall, and then a whole dude, and then they capture the uh, guy. And of course, Holmes is like, I knew it was going to be this fucking guy. I've been looking for him for some other purposes. It's, it's because John he said, like, describe your rel- describe your city. He's like, he's got a stain on his forehead, and he's got <laughs> pierced ears. Like, oh, of course, yeah. It's Gorbachev. He's, yeah. got, <laughs> he's got a smear on his head that doesn't come off. And he was tearing down this wall so he could get to the bank. <laughs> Uh, and so they capture them, and then it's like, yes. So I and the bank manager is like, I'll amend your debt, Sherlock. Uh, and you know, and he's like, yes, we have all this money that you. I shall now give you some. And Sherlock was like, no, no, I'll do this only for the love of the game. <laughs> also, do I you have any money. coke? Yes, <laughs> hate the player, not the game, sir. <laughs> <laughs> I do decree. And that's the end. We skipped I, I, one of my more uh, favorite of reading these Sherlock Holmes stories. Examples of him, you know, has to demonstrate his prowess in the beginning. And when uh, the pawnbroker shows up, he's like, ah, uh, you know, you, I, I don't know anything about you besides the obvious that you've done manual labor, you take snuff, you're a Freemason, you've been to China, and that you have done a lot of writing lately. And the guy's like, how the fuck do you know all that shit? And he says... You know, how, how did you know that I did manual labor? It's true. I was a ship's carpenter. He says, your hands, dear sir, your right hand is quite a size larger than your left. You have worked with it and the muscles are more developed. He's like, that's right. I never masturbate. It's a ship thing. That's <laughs> I handle totally a lot of right. wood. Yeah. Uh, it's, Victorian, it's Victorian society. He's like, I never have touched it. You are right. No more questions about that. Onto my case. <laughs> I guess I caught you in the red-handed league. (laughs) (laughs) And that fish tattoo can only come from China because, yeah, a simple tattoo can only come from China. Oh, it's because it used a particular shade of pink. That wasn't his skin because he's a ginger. That's that's when he gets tan. (laughs) It wasn't a sunburn. (laughs) It's a sunburn from going outside at night. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, he... uh, 
Sherlock Holmes solves the mystery again. And this one, he's like walking around and, and he's doing weird shit. Like they're all standing outside of the pawnbrokers. And they're like, what the fuck's happening here? And he's like, shut up. You almost ruined it. And like, okay. And then he's stomping on the ground and hitting things. He goes, yep, that's all I needed to know. Let's go. But he's such a dramatic asshole about it. And apparently he's got sonar feet. I, mean, I guess you could hear like it's nuts. It's like looking for a stud on the wall. <laughs> but can you hear if someone's got a basement underneath a city street? I'm going to say no, but <laughs> maybe. <laughs> so fun fact, all of New York City streets are actually like raised up. So there's really like nothing under them or more like there is open space underneath New York City streets. Yeah, that's where the Chuds live. Everyone knows this. <laughs> In the alligators. Did you ever see the film Chud, Nate? No. Or the sequel, Chud 2? Cannibalistic humanoid <laughs> underground dweller? Yes. There are homeless people who like, got hit with radioactive waste and they became monster cannibals. It stars. How did I miss this? It's it's a classic '80s horror movie, and it stars two people who would go on to be in Home Alone. Actually, <laughs> the dad from Home Alone and uh, Daniel Stern are both in Chud, and they're the main characters. Nice, nice. Yeah, Destiny. I forget. I don't know that the dad, the dad from Home Alone, when he died a few years ago, they're like, so such and such actor died, and you see the picture, like, oh. The dad from Home Alone just died. Like his name's on the screen. It's like he's the dad from Home Alone. I don't know what is in death. They don't have a name in Project Mayhem. <laughs> in Project Home Alone, their name is just the dad. So, um, what did you guys think of this one? I really like this one. I remember when I first read it, heard it. I forget, and it was like just when, the when, fact that when Artie Doyle told you about it. <laughs> <laughs> Just the, just like the, how like clever it is of Arthur Conan Doyle to be like, they're, they made up this thing, the redheaded league to get him out of the, out of the office. It's like that, this, I feel like this is the most creative one. Yeah. Instead of just like, ah, he had mud on his shoe. Therefore he's the murderer. It's like, no, no, this was a like really creative, like thing like a setup for, a for the mystery. Yeah, for the con. And so I liked it. It's one of his most efficient stories. It's sh- I think it's the shortest of the ones we did this batch. It's like, here's a setup. I'll walk around for one minute, figure it out. Now we catch him. The end. Yeah, you don't even have to have a whole long thing where the guy's like, oh, I saw that fortune in India. And you're like, oh, God, not again. <laughs> <laughs> did I yes. ever tell you what Mormons were for two years? <laughs> I don't, I don't care about this. What's going well, on? You see, I once met a ginger guy in Ireland, just once. I had my eyes closed the rest of the time. <laughs> and like, they usually have lengthy, uninteresting backstories. Here was just like, and he's a criminal. And you're like, that's fine. Yeah. I'm cool with that. that oh, yeah. John Clay's a, a crook. He didn't Perfect. have to tell him, like, let me tell you everything that happened to me and why I'm like this. Like, I, I don't care, dude. Yeah. They just caught him. I mean, it, it does actually kind of seem lame when he's like, there he is, notorious criminal you've never heard of. Like, uh, <laughs> like, oh, that guy. Yeah, thank God we got him. You know, good thing. Was, good thing that guy said that he had earrings, and you're like, oh yeah, that guy, I know him. And he had earrings and a smear on his head that the guy never thought to cover up somehow. Yeah, I don't understand what what is they it? live acid, in like what is industrial an London. They could have didn't just put, everyone wear hats all the time? Not ghosts, even indoors. <laughs> the ghosts <laughs> did not wear hats. Man, I read something about that book recently, Turn of the Screw, like some other podcast or some <laughs> review or something where they were like talking about the psychological pathos and all that shit, and they were getting all, and I was like, man, 
we missed all of that. <laughs> we were just interested in how the, the ghost didn't have a hat. <laughs> That's the part that really mattered. That was our psychological pathos. Yeah, it was. I don't know what that phrase means. The book was brimming with uh, <laughs> stuff. So yeah, I, this brimming one was brimming with nuance. <laughs> this this is one of the stories I remember. This and the Speckled Band, honestly, the only two I remembered. And I know I read at least one of the like you know the Adventures of Sherlock Holmes or the Casebook of Sherlock Holmes or I read one of those books. I only remembered Redheaded League and the Speckled Band because it's. Yeah. It's super creative. They have this elaborate Prince of Nigeria scheme <laughs> to get the guy out of his house. So well, they'd they actually do pay him. Shawshank so. Redemption Tunnel. But Sherlock Holmes says it himself in the story. He's like, they paid 32 bucks. They were going to get 30000 The yeah. seed money. You got to spend money to steal money. Yeah. Is that, <laughs> that sounds almost right. Yeah. So that's the Red-Headed League. <laughs> um, and that, that's the second of, of our series of these things that we're doing of the next 46 days of Sherlock Holmes short stories. Just kidding. Maybe. There are 56 no, short stories. We have 50, 54 to go. All right. Well, we'll see you tomorrow. Or, you know, you'll hear us tomorrow. Yeah. We'll see you right now. We're watching. So tell us what you thought. Send us an email to drunkguysbookclub at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at DrunkGuysBC. Or go to Facebook and Instagram at DrunkGuysBookClub. And if you want to support the podcast, it's easy. Elementary, even. Just head over to Patreon.com slash DrunkGuysBookClub. And uh, that'd be cool. Or leave us a review. Or tell someone to check it out. Not just your ginger friends. Maybe not your ginger friends. Maybe don't tell them at all. We should be choosy. (laughs) (laughs) And you can find us on Goodreads. That's where we are. Sometimes. And check out the Hopped Up Network, a network of independent beer podcasters. And thanks for listening. (laughs) 